A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, welcome back to From My Standpoint. This is your host, Josh C. Jones. If this is your first time here, I thank you for tuning in. If it's not, well, thank you for coming back. We've been at this for a while, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome back to From My Standpoint. Just had to say that again. Uh, So, you know, why not? Let's just begin with questions again. Are you really in control of yourself? I know you think you are. But are you really in control of yourself? Can you ever truly control yourself? You know, then again, what is control? Well, control is to have power or rule over someone or something. It is to exercise restraining or directing influence over someone or something. Now, did you know that every moment of your life, control is being exercised? Yeah, it is. The question is, Who or what is in control? Now, I'm sure you've heard this quote before from um, author and speaker Brian Tracy. You cannot control what happens to you, but you can control your attitude toward what happens to you. And in that, you will be mastering change rather than allowing it to master you. Yeah, it's true. We cannot always control what happens to us in this life. It's sad but true. Outside influences will, at times, creep their way into our busy lives and cause much irritation. But we certainly can control how we react to what happens to us. And this, this is where we can take control. Now, I was first reminded of this quote uh, or passage and stuff in Sunday school And you'll probably hear me quote this often now because it is life-changing if you allow it to penetrate your thoughts. Because if you're like me, you do a lot of reading. You just don't always remember everything you read until someone else brings it up. That's why it's good to go to to meetings, go to school, go to church, Sunday school, because you get reminded of all this stuff too. And it helps encourage you and you can help encourage other people. Now, this quote is from C.S. Lewis and it's from his book, Mere Christianity where he goes on to say, every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part of you that chooses, into something a little different than it was before. Yeah, that's a good part, because every time you make a choice in how to react to what happens to you, you become a little more different in how you handle current and future situations than before. Your decisions help to build your character. That is so true, random voice of reason. Now, C.S. Lewis goes on to say, And taking your life as a whole, with all your innumerable choices, all your life long, uh, yeah, all, sorry, <laughs> just leaving the flubs in there. All your life long, you are slowly turning this central thing into a heavenly creature or a hellish creature, either into a creature that is in harmony with God and with other creatures, and with itself, or else into one that is in a state of war and hatred with God, and with its fellow creatures, and with itself. It's a good quote, isn't it? In all the choices you make of how to react, 
what to think, what to say, the behaviors you allow to be created in your life, you are choosing to grow yourself and become either a person of good fruit, which is patience, self-control, peace, generosity, love, faithfulness, or a person of rotten fruit, which is impatience, self-indulgence, conflict, selfishness, meanness, misery, hate, and treachery. Now, your decisions will help shape your heart to a softer one or one as hard as a rock and as cold as ice. Your decisions help to build your character, and your character will help lead you to your destiny. Huh, that is another really good point there, Random Voice of Reason. Thank you. Now, C.S. Lewis continues his quote by stating, to be the one kind of creature is heaven. That is, it is joy and peace and knowledge and power. To be the other means madness, horror, idiocy, rage, impotence, and eternal loneliness. Each of us, at each moment, is progressing to the one state or the other. Your decisions help to build your character, and your character will help lead you to your destiny. Your destiny will either be that of life or that of death. That is another fantastic point, Random Voice of Reason. Thank you for that input. And that actually goes along with uh, my book, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny. Now, did you know that every moment of your life control is being exercised, and that you are either progressing toward being a creature of heaven or a creature of hell. Now, when you react, what goes through your mind in helping your, you reach that decision to either hold on to control or release it and become a slave? I wonder, does your level of comfort control you? Does your quality of life control you? Does your fear control you? Do your feelings and emotions control you? Does your hate control you? Did you know that either you are in control or you allow something else to control you? Did you know that? I want to say that again. Either you are in control or you allow something else to control you. And that something else could be someone else too. Well, let me, let me just say, we shouldn't always be ashamed of um, giving up control in some situations because... We are all the same, and we will all falter at times. But you should ask yourself, most often than not, who or what is truly in control? Now, as you know, I ask a lot of questions. Um, so, really, uh, why stop that now, right? Eh, see, I just asked another question. So here we go. What is the foundation upon which you stand when adversity knocks at your door? Did you know that you were being watched? That's actually um, a good question and a good point there, random voice of questions. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that. Every day, every day, someone is watching you and learning from you. Someone is watching how you act and how you react to the circumstances of life around you. All of us have people who look up to us and watch us. Some of us have children who look up to us, or grandchildren. And even if you are an absent parent, your child will still learn from you. 
Now, hopefully they will learn something positive. They will take that situation and take control of their decisions and turn it into a positive. Now, as I say in my writings, quote, your character will be the chameleon with which your children and the next generation might very well emulate because it is what you have chosen to allow to cultivate, end quote. I'm going to say that again, and that, yes, that is from me. That's from Josh C. Jones. I have to put that in there. <laughs> okay, that's just me being stupid. Anyway, your character will be the chameleon with which your children and the next generation might very well emulate because it is what you have chosen to allow to cultivate. Having a solid foundation on which to stand is vital to surviving the adversity of life. It is actually vital in order to claim well, any standards by which you try to live. Having a solid foundation on which to stand is vital to claim any sense of morality. It's vital to hold any true values, and it's vital to be able to accurately declare what is wrong and what is right in life. Now, as I say in my book, which was previously titled Volume 1, The Foundation to Your Success, our foundation is the soil in which all we do and achieve and pass on to the next generation is planted, grown, and harvested. We all have a foundation upon which we attempt to stand, and it is this chosen foundation from which we make our decisions. Is life sacred? Does life have intrinsic value? What determines the beginning of life? Is it okay to lie cheat and steal for the quote-unquote greater good? What is the meaning of life? These are just some of the questions we will answer with our decisions, and our foundation will determine which path we take. Now, in the Bible, there is a story about a king named Ahab, which is a really good and, well, sometimes mirrored example of our own society and culture. Well, in this story, the protagonist, King Ahab, um, he did not stay firmly rooted in a strong and absolute foundation. It's true that he had the understanding of one, like a lot of us, but knowing about and actually knowing are two different things. We might discuss this at another time in another episode. Anyway, he wavered, he compromised, he rationalized, and he caved to evil. He is a great example of how all of us sometimes, and well, many of us often, handle adversity and confrontation in our own lives. We waver in our stance, no longer standing firm. We compromise our values to avoid conflict, and as Winston Churchill stated, we feed the crocodile hoping it will eat us last with that compromise and that appeasement. We rationalize away our standards to quote-unquote fit in and to try and live the most comfortable life we can where we are. Now, if you read the Bible, then you know that the Israelites, which is the Jewish people, God's chosen people in the Bible, often gave into their selfish desires, their emotions, their feelings, and their fear. And fear, this might have been the most pestilent of all, even for us today. And they gave in to sin. They gave in to wickedness. They would forget all the good that God did for them and all the promises God gave them. And they would get impatient and fearful, looking upon the current circumstances and give control to their fear, to their impatience, to their emotions and feelings. And they would allow themselves to once again become slaves. 
Yeah, when you give control to your emotions and feelings, you are actually becoming a slave to your emotions and feelings. When you give control to someone or something else, you are becoming a slave to that someone or something else. Now, sometimes they, that's the Israelites, just like us, they even gave in to threats. They said yes to coercion. They said yes to intimidation. They said yes to abandoning their values, their principles, standards, and duties, and God. And they said yes to evil. This is exactly what King Ahab did. And it is what we all have done sometimes, and, well, some of us continue to do in our lives. Think about the, the deep fear that was injected into people, or the big push uh, to strip them of God-given rights, liberty, and freedom. And that was just a couple years ago. And actually, it's still going on. But what led to that? Time has proven that the truth is not the correct answer. Now, my podcast, episode 48, The Great Wisdom of, number three, Fear, speaks more about how fear is used to manipulate and control people and how politics and media is, well, sadly, often built upon this fear. Think about the mandates, the firings, the loss of freedom to travel, the inability to open a business, the restrictions where you couldn't go to church, the loss of livelihood, you couldn't go and provide for your family, and so much more that took place. As I say in uh, another podcast of mine, episode 15, Stand Firm, a story of submission, repentance, redemption, victory, and death, you can give in to portions of an angry mob, to evil, to your oppressors, to thugs. But if you even deny them one thing, they will punish you severely. For complete suppression and submission is the ultimate end goal, not the first inch or even the first mile. Now, there were many points in the Bible and in history where civilizations were flipped upside down and destruction befell all in that society, not because of outside forces, but because of the society, the nation, and the culture that was allowed to be cultivated and passed on to the next generation based on the choices of control. What was good was now bad. What was bad was now good. God was now indecent, dishonest hate speech, and wrong. The devil was now virtuous, wholesome, truthful, and right. Society, culture, and laws were upside down. And the people cheered their own emotionally selfish desires. They praised their perverse actions. They sacrificed their children to false idols, and they abdicated accountability, responsibility, and consequences for their own actions and choices. I mean, life became meaningless and valueless. Then again, when this life is all there is, and all there is is randomness, meaning is absent. And enjoying the pleasures of this life by any means necessary, well, that becomes the goal, doesn't it? So who or what is truly in control? Where is your foundation? Who or what is in control? Gordon B. Hinckley, I think I said that right, Gordon B. Hinckley, he wisely stated, you can't build a great building on a weak foundation. You must have a solid foundation if you're going to have a strong superstructure. So I want to end this asking one more time, who 
or what is truly in control. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's the wisdom of Dad Joke. So you can be in control of your decisions and your choices, or you can abdicate that control to your feelings and emotions, to someone else, to the circumstances around you. Remember that quote, you cannot control what happens to you, but you can control your attitude toward what happens to you? Yeah, you can control your attitude and your response to what's happening around you. Don't lose control. Don't be like, uh, let me just tell you this story about these uh, three men. These three men, well, they were at a bar, sitting at a bar, drinking and talking to one another. And two of the men were talking about the control that they have over their wives, while the third man, he just sat there silent, listening to the first two talk about how they have complete control over their wives. After a while, the first two men stopped talking, and they turned and looked to the third man, and they asked, What about you? Why are you so quiet? What kind of control do you have over your wife? Well, that third man, he turned to the first two and thought for a moment, and then he said, well, I'm in complete control. And I'll tell you, just the other day, I had my wife on her knees. The first two men were dumbfounded. They said, wow, that is impressive. And that third guy, he just smiled and went back to his drink. And that's when it happened. The first two guys asked, so how did that happen? What happened next? You got to tell us what happened next. That's when the third guy lost his smile turned to the first two. He took a, a big swig of his beer. He sighed and he whispered to them. Then she started screaming, get out from under the bed and fight me like a man. So thank you for tuning into From My Standpoint. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this show and learned some new things and uh, were able to help change the perspective for a better understanding. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.